Every day, traders and investors dive in to tackle the ever-changing markets to find opportunity. Futures Radio Show is your number one source for answers to the questions that all market participants want to ask. Veteran futures trader Anthony Crudelli sits down with the most influential leaders and top traders in the industry. Now, here's your host, Anthony Crudelli. What's up, everybody? Anthony Crudelli here. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in for this episode with Morad Askar. I hope all of you had a wonderful holiday season and you're ready to get back to work like I am. Markets are busy. It's always good to see that. Hopefully all of you start the year off strong and have a great January. Now, since it is a new year, I typically add some new things to the show. This year we added Futures Radio Show to Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So if you listen on those platforms, you can now listen to Futures Radio Show there as well. Uh, also, I will be live streaming with previous radio show guests and other guests as well. Uh, who knows who I'm going to be bringing on, but that's going to be exclusively on my YouTube channel on Wednesday nights. I don't know if it's going to be weekly or not, but it will be at 7 p.m. Eastern time. My first guest this year will be Tom Canfield, planning on probably the last Wednesday of the month, but make sure that you're either following me on social media and also on our email list for notification when I will be starting to live stream. And of course, you could subscribe to the YouTube channel to get notified as well. Now remember, Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group. They are the world's leading and most diverse futures and options exchange. CME Group's markets help individuals and businesses around the world effectively manage risk for access to free educational tools and resources for the active individual trader please visit activetrader.cmegroup.com. Remember, new shows are posted on Mondays and Thursdays. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and YouTube and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, other sponsors of the show are FTSE Russell Trading Technologies, RJO Futures, and Top Step Trader. If you want to learn more about these sponsors and some of the great offers that they have for our listeners, please visit futuresradioshow.com slash sponsors. Today, like I mentioned, I spoke with head trader and managing director of Convergent Trading, Morad Askar, otherwise known as Futures Trader 71. Morad has joined me for the fourth year in a row to kick off the new year. It's always one of my favorite podcasts of the year. In this show, we focused on preparation, anticipation, and execution of trades. And last but not least, Morad shares with us the theme he'll be focusing on in 2020, consistent improvement. So without further ado, let me take you right to the interview with Morad. Morad, welcome back to the show, my friend. Our fourth year in a row of kicking off Futures Radio Show. I know everybody says this, but man, time flies, doesn't it, man? It just feels like yesterday you and I recorded our last show. I know, it's, uh, you know... Uh, a little little under 10% of my lifetime. <laughs> it's it's It goes by quickly, man. It sure does, buddy. Now, you and I have discussed a lot of different things on this show. And today, I want to focus on just a couple of things. One thing in particular I want to start off with is preparation. You and I both agree that preparation is huge. For traders, it's huge. You've got to be fully prepared 
before you begin the day. You don't just wake up and turn the screens on. Recipe for disaster. You actually help a lot of traders prepare each and every day with your trader bite. So let's just start off with that. Why do you do the trader bite? And why is trading preparation so important to you and your process? Yeah, so the trader bites and it's like, I don't remember what it is, but it's 1,650 some odd episodes so far. It's something I do every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern and it's open to the public. And I started doing it because it's really, uh, in order to learn to trade, and this comes from my kind of prop shop background, in order to see improvement, I think traders have to anchor something down. You can anchor your setup, you can anchor your entry method, your trade management method, your prep. There are a lot of things you can anchor and you want to anchor down as much as possible so that when we're tracking our performance, there are as few variables as possible so we can hone in on what's, what's not working. What I noticed is a lot of folks just come in and think that uh, we can come into the futures market and trade something that others have been trading for 20 years or longer and just sit down and look at where the market is and just, you know, get a feel for where it, where it's, uh, what it's trying to do and then just put a trade on. And there's a lot more depth to that. So what I, what I started to do is put together a trader bite to give a real life live streaming example of what it takes, right? We want to look at uh, what did we expect yesterday. So uh, my goal is to be as transparent as possible. What did we expect yesterday? What did we actually get? What worked? What didn't? What scenario? I create scenarios, and the reason I create scenarios, and this is something that's often uh, debated, like why do you create scenarios? Just respond to the market. Well, I do respond to the market. It's just that I look at this as almost like a, a battle every day. We're coming into the battlefield, and I, I can't think of a good general who would just show up and tell his troops, hey, you know, just go out there and get it. You know, go get them. You know, you, you kind of don't know what your enemy is going to do or the opposing or your competitor is going to do in this case. Um, you don't know what the uh, institutional um, – uh, money is is moving in and out of. You don't know what the, the global macro picture is. We don't know that. But what we want to do is, is try to pin down as much as possible what the story has been. And that's a big part of it. So I start by reviewing what was expected versus what actually happened, what levels or what zones, it's not really levels for me, it's mostly zones, what zones got breached, what zones held and, and are now even more significant, um, why didn't this work, uh, what could potentially have been the, the cause of this, what does it mean when it doesn't, how does the story change, and what it does is it brings us into the flow. That being in the flow of the market is so important, especially as a seasoned trader becomes, um, starts to put on more and more size, let's say, or look at more and more markets. 
uh, it's really important to be in the flow. You know, the example I always use is uh, we don't we don't make the waves. We just show up at the ocean, which is the market, whatever market you're in. And our goal is to be able to read the 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 wind, read the waves, and paddle out there and and try to to get on and ride the waves that are that we're good at. You know, I'm not going to be I'm not a long-term pipe surfer kind of guy. I'm a, a medium-sized wake kind of guy, you know, and I identify that and my goal is to study as much as possible if the conditions are in my favor and then go out there and just wait for that particular wave and do my best to execute as perfectly as possible to catch it. That's what that is and preparation, you know, again, I, I don't I can't fly out to California or Australia or something or Hawaii and just show up with a surfboard and just go, hey, I'm just going to go out there and paddle out there and try to stand up when a, when a pipe is forming. I, I really need to study what's happening. I need to practice uh, and I need to know what my risks are at all times. Uh, and that's what that prep is. I don't know unless, you know, back in the days when I used to scalp really heavy, um, you know, we used to sit down and just trade because we get into the flow by by putting out a lot of orders and working a lot of a lot of different uh, little positions. I think competing in that realm is is not really uh, easy anymore. It's very expensive and it's not really feasible in the, in this uh, kind of computerized environment. So we have to go to a higher time frame, and going to a higher time frame means that we need to come in with a much more broad perspective on the overall story and then you know we move to the next step from there i want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors footsie russell they are a leading global provider of benchmarks analytics and data solutions the russell 2000 index is a key benchmark for small cap u.s stocks be sure to check out the e-mini russell 2000 index futures contract symbol r t why? For more information on FTSE Russell and their products, please visit FTSERussell.com. All right, let's get into some of the details of your morning preparation. Now, many people listening to this have probably tuned into your Trader Byte, and if you haven't, I highly recommend you check it out. It's free. It's on Morad's YouTube channel. But anybody can go and watch that, Morad. So a lot of us will know what your preparation is just through that, but I'm sure there's more to it than just that 15 minutes a day. So can you share with us the details that go into your morning preparation beyond what you're doing in the Trader Byte? Okay. So, you know, obviously the Trader Byte, the goal with the Trader Byte is to have 15 minutes, to spend 15 minutes of your time. I'm not, I, I my goal is not to, to take more than that. A lot of times it goes to 20 minutes, but, you know, that's just a small sliver of the prep that takes takes uh, place before it. I'm spending an hour uh, to an hour and a half putting together, you know, my zones for the day um, and putting together my plan across several products. But my job, once I, I know I've, I've done the best I can in terms of prep, is to just wait and see where the market is. Things like um, things like the market being in a consolidation, you know, sideways for a week. And then today we happen to open 
above that, say in the S&Ps or uh, below it in the, in the notes or something like that. You know, that's really important information. So the first piece of anticipated information is going to be where do we open relative to what we've done? Because I'm a value trader. You've had, you know, I think a couple of really, really good guests uh, who talked about market profile and value trading. And man, that stuff is gold. I, I tell you, it doesn't matter uh, what you're trading or what your style is. Understanding how the market prices things and how it establishes value says a lot. And so if we move away from what we've accepted as most recent value, given all the information and inputs we have uh, around the globe, um, the market opens in a in a gap. Now I'm anticipating that under normal circumstances, the market would come back and check that value. And if it doesn't, and it starts to gap and move away, that informs me as to what is likely to happen next. And I've already done the homework through my sport resistance zones or whatever. I'm already, I already know the statistics for the market. And I know that the, the likely range is this much. I know that uh, these areas have confluence. These areas do not. I know what to shoot for. And so that makes uh, the next part, which is execution, uh, much easier. Now, just imagine uh, if, if a trader comes in and they don't, they don't need to look at the short side. Like they just immediately on the open, you've eliminated the possibility of looking for shorts for the day. Okay. All of a sudden there's so much more brain bandwidth available to factually look at, you know, read these waves as they come along. And my focus then becomes on anticipating what move or what pullback I can be a part of, or even if it's a breakout where I can get long, I'm not worrying about the short side for the day or reverse that, you know, uh, today's the kind of day where I should not be looking for longs, man. I, I just frees me up to just be much more patient, much more calm. And once I capture that short or long in a direction that of the, that the market's breaking into, um, then, then it's much easier for me to be objective and factual about where this trade might go. You know, I'm, I'm always taking risk off the table, a portion of the, of the position off, uh, to cover the initial risk to fund the trade. And then it's just so much easier to just be calm all day and, and, and kind of enjoy the process as opposed to constantly seeking a reason for the trade without prep, without the scenarios, I'm left with anticipating, you know, or, uh, basically creating trades. It's, it's a lot more stressful way to trade. And in my opinion, a much more difficult way to, to sustain a career as a trader to sit here and come in and go, gosh, I, you know, is this going to work? Okay. Is this the top? I see a double top. Does this top? Let me, let me, let me get short. Oh, it's working. No, it's not it's much easier for me to just come in and say, look, it's just not able to move lower. So why am I even looking at the short side? I'm only going to go long. My prep helps me do that. And then my scenarios help tell me these are the obstacles that are likely be, to be in the way once you do get long. And these are the key targets that are well within your statistical daily range for this product, whatever product that is. And so 
calm down, stay in the trade, stay with the trade, let the market do its job. You know, unless a tweet comes out and kind of changes the picture entirely, my job is done before the market even opens. That's a really um, lower stress way to, to trade. I hope I answered your question. Yes. And I completely agree with you. I, I came from the scalping side myself, did that for a long, long time. And when that started not working as well for me, and I started to widen my time frame uh, a little bit, is when my preparation just became exactly what you said, um, the most important part of my day, the, the basically the, the foundation of my day, which helped me anticipate and then execute. I mean, something I wrote down on, on my trading cards years ago was preparation, anticipation, execution. And when I prepare, you're so right. You're, you're much more calm during the day to anticipate. You are um, less stressed, which is, I think, huge because you're now allowing trades to come to you versus you searching for trades. Um, the preparation that you do, that I do, that, that many traders do is really the most important part of our day. Like you said, your job is pretty much done before the day begins, which is hard to even think that way, I think, for a lot of new traders because they come in and right away as the day begins, if they haven't prepared properly, they're searching for trades. And we want the market to show us a scenario that we have prepared for. And it's not going to be perfect. We know that. But that's what creates the opportunities. I want to talk about anticipation now. If you can give me just a quick checklist, because I, we talked about your preparation. I think we all understand how you're preparing for the day. You have all these, you have everything that you're looking at, but do you have like a, just a thing that you check off, a checklist of things that you want to know before you even think about executing a trade? Yes, I have a, I have a, an index card on my desk that I don't need it, but it's there. Um, that basically goes through the top to bottom uh, you know, wider time frame to the short, shorter time frame, including, you know, things like what is the extended trading hours volume on my product? Um, you know, what has it accomplished overnight? What are the key tests that it completed? That sort of stuff that kind of weighs into um, the, 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 the line in the sand kind of levels and, and these key areas. I do have, I do keep a list uh, it's not as in-depth as a pilot's checklist, for example. I, I don't need to get into that level of um, kind of r rigidity, uh, but we're all prone to errors, you know, and, and uh, so I, I like to kind of glance at it every once in a while, but I've been doing this every day for so long that I know here's the process. You know, the, the trader bike kind of follows that. You know, we talk about, uh, the theme for the day. Very important to understand the market's theme for the day. The market's theme for the day is uh, the potential for the, the 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 announcement that there's a uh, the deal is done with China, you know, and so that's that becomes a big piece. I look at the overnight economic releases. There's something that's unusual there that might be the theme for today. Is there an earnings report that may be the theme of the day? Uh, is there a war? Is there and once I you know, I've done that. I look at what's scheduled for the day. 
Uh, and then I move into, you know, the, the same process review so we could see what was anticipated versus what happened and move into what is the overnight session has what the, what has the overnight session auction informed us of, and then move into what's the order flow. You know, what's the, I get full depth, uh, of the market. What's the order flow been? Where are the orders stacked that have been sitting there all night versus the ones that are spoofing? That gives me ideas, especially if they line up with zones. That's a key thing for me. And then I move into the current, uh, situation. In other words, so what is my plan? And then, and then from there, man, like 95% of the work is done for the day. From there, it's just sit back, read the market for what it tells you, and then just respond when it actually comes into an area that, that we've pre-identified as a key area to, to participate. Uh, it just really simplifies the process. Hey, everybody. I want to pause for just a second and talk about a question that I constantly get. What platform am I using to trade futures? Well, I use TT. I've been using TT since the year 2000. They are the world's fastest commercially available futures trading platform. Now they have integrated tools for advanced options trading, cryptocurrencies, and trade surveillance. I highly recommend you try it now for free at tryttnow.com. While you're talking, I thought of a, an analogy, uh, and this is my experience again with prop, but also, you know, with brokerage and, and online traders. For me, a lot of people come in and they're running a restaurant, just as an, an analogy. They're running a restaurant and, you know, the restaurant opens at 5 p.m., serves dinner all the way up to 11 p.m. A lot of people come in and they're running the restaurant as if at 5 p.m., they're going to show up, open the door, then go figure out the menu. Don't go figure out what ingredients are needed. Go then rush to the shop to buy the supplies they need. Then start cooking, right? That's not a restaurant that's going to do very well. A good restaurant knows, lays out what they've done for the week and what's, you know, what's ahead, what's in season, what's the big picture. And then they... They, they're prepared. They've already prepared before that door opens at five o'clock. The chef has been there since 11 a.m. that morning and the crew is there from two and he's already lined out. He or she has already lined out what it is they're going to focus on tonight. And those dishes, when they come out, when they execute, they're very consistent. If there's an error, they correct it. This is kind of the mentality that really is difficult for people to understand because they have a platform, they have a mouse, they can click, their broker gives them a lot of leverage so they can click and they can do something and, and experience a spark. No, we want to run like a top tier restaurant and we want to be there and prepare. When it comes time to execute, there is really no thought. A fighter pilot doesn't figure out the waypoints to their target and what their mission is after they take off from that aircraft carrier, that stuff is already laid out. It's just now following and anticipate, you know, anticipating and following what the reality out there in the world and the skies is. Um, this is the, the mindset that I'd like to get traders into. I like that. I, I love that analogy. Um, I just want to say one quick thing before we talk about uh, execution and just the importance of having a checklist. When I was a scalper, I didn't have a checklist. I came in, you know, I was basically trading every tick. But as I widened my time frame 
still intraday, of course. Something that helped me, that prevented me from overtrading was having a checklist. And I think many traders out there, if you're overtrading, you're undertrading, just by having a checklist, it will help you with your execution. Because once you check those boxes and the market shows you something that you wanted to see, now you're just trading, big, small, or not at all. And that's it. And this allows you to um, let trades come to you instead of you searching for trades. And I think that it's just such an important thing. It's such a simple thing. Just have a checklist. If these things happen, you're getting in the trade. So, Maura, thank you for sharing that with us. But I want to move on and talk about execution. We talked a lot today about your preparation. We talked about your checklist and your anticipation before a trade. What's your process now for when you're ready to execute? So my way of approaching execution is built on uh, a lot of experience with with from scalping, right? Just just seeing how things are flowing. Now I know, for example, that um, on any given day, um, if we exceed a certain level to the upside or a certain zone, and we pull back to that area, I need to be stalking along. So I'm just sitting there, kind of, you know, in the prairie, low beneath the grass, kind of stalking that long, you know, ready to pounce on it. But I have to, and and I can go and put that trade on and just use a wide stop. Some people do that. I prefer to read how, what is the quality of the move towards that support level from the top, right? So if it's pulling back and selling into it, I want to be very, very clear and objective about how it's doing it. And what I want to see in terms of execution is it that the market's getting to a point where it is really trying to push lower, but it's not getting any return on that effort. It's hammering on the bid, and it's just not able to move price any lower. Uh, that, to me, becomes a, a market order to get long or you know lift the offer. And then it's all from there, it's all about the trade management scheme. And in general, my trade management scheme is very fixed at the at the onset. In other words, I'm looking immediately for this size stop, um, you know, against a certain area. And I'm looking for this size um, scale out of so many ticks that covers a, a good portion of my risk so I can create some asymmetric risk return on the trade. Um, and then from there, once we clear that hurdle, I, I can actually, and I've been doing this for 19 years going on 20 and I'm, I'm still, I still am on the edge of my seat when the trade goes off, not because I don't want to lose, but because my focus is so into it that I'm not really able to relax until I get that scale out that kind of covers a portion of my risk. And now I, I can go back to being objective. It has to do with the way our mind works. And 
once I'm objective with the trade, now it's about structure. Like, hey, we've cleared this hurdle. Okay, the next big hurdle is this. Let me let me put out a couple ahead of that. And it's, it comes becomes about trade management. If the trade is put on and the market continues to kind of, you know, I'm looking for a long, I put on the long, and it continues to just retest that, that low, retest that low, retest that low, what I'll often do is just cut stay in the trade because that's my plan. Otherwise I have an error, cut the trade down. And then if it fails, fine. But if it, but if it turns, I'm okay, just adding on the way up and and catching it as it, uh, as it turns up. And to me, you know, that's, that's just, look, execution is, um, something we want to perfect, but the market is not a perfect thing. You have to deal with what's there. Uh, and then once the trade is executed, you know, I, I've got to let the market tell me that it isn't working. The worst thing that can happen and I see very commonly is this doesn't feel right. The problem with feelings is they're very dependent on our sleep, our uh tolerance at the moment for for adversity in other words did we have a rough night did we have an argument with our significant other or whatever now we can't take on the stress that the market puts out because it's like a muscle um and so working off gut is something that's great for scalping i i kind of grew up that way as a trader but uh, really to me the market has to absolutely obliterate an area and show no respect to that area for my execution plan to change and uh, and and to to exit the trade outside of the parameters that are already set out. So with the prep and anticipation, the execution becomes kind of a, a routine thing. Hey everybody, I want to pause and take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, RJO Futures. They are a long-standing brokerage firm with personal broker relationships to learn, discuss, and trade the futures markets. To learn more about RJO Futures, please visit rjofutures.com. I agree with you that it has to be a routine thing, but also an instinctual thing. For me, execution really comes down to two things. The reaction and how far away are we from risk. That's it, because that will determine my position sizing. Both will. If the reaction's strong, Okay, and I want to be in a full position. I'm going to put on as many contracts as I can, depending on how far away the stop is. And if I don't have a lot of confirmations, then I'm going to decide how many contracts I wanted to to trade, depending, once again, how far away my risk price is, how far away my stop is. And that has just become routine for me, instinctual. Uh, You and I could talk all day about execution, but I think that too many people focus on the signal and less about the reaction, when to me, the reaction is everything. It's the most important part of of any trade setup is how does the market react to my area? But I want to move on. I want to talk about something that you and I discuss every single year is a theme that you're focused on for the upcoming year. What are you focusing on heading into 2020? So you, you, you've kind of hit on it, uh, you know, for convergent trading for our 
um, community and members and pretty much anybody that follows me on Twitter, the, the theme for the year is going to be consistent improvement. We want to hammer on that deliberate, um, focused practice every day. What are you going after today? What are you looking to accomplish today? Because if you don't have that very, very clear in your notes, uh, you know, taped on your screen or whatever, then that's time. Today's another opportunity that's wasted. Uh, so there's a, there's a, you know, that's where that kind of journaling process comes in. How do I know what consistent improvement is if I'm not tracking what my performance has been and what my issues are? If I'm not able to identify what it is that I keep doing wrong, you know, you could talk to a lot of people who are who are millionaires on a simulator, they go live and it's just, they can't, just not able to pull a tick out of the market. And it's, it's, you know, so now we can identify what has changed between that simulation environment versus live. If they're being disciplined in a simulator, that's where the journaling comes. So the next step then becomes what is our targeted improvement area and, and focus on that. You know, if we can come in and focus on, getting rid of our errors because that's what eats our lunch as traders. It's, it's, it's the demon. Uh, we come in and, you know, we, we have FOMO. So we chase a trade. We, we cancel a trade because somebody of ours on a Skype channel or, or on Twitter said something against it. Uh, we, we click the wrong button. We've got the wrong size. We're in the wrong, uh, you know, expiration. Those are all errors. The, the more we can eliminate, the better. Uh, so consistent improvement, if that is not the centerpiece of what we're doing on a on a daily basis with with a Sunday night review of last week and then setting out what those what the new parameters or maybe a refined, more refined parameter set uh, for the week is, if we don't have consistent improvement, it may take, you know, 10 years before it clicks and we're like, ah, this is what I need to do. Uh, for me personally, it's the same thing. You know, I, your show has been really hammering on the macro side of things with, uh, you know, guests like Ira and others. Uh, and I feel like having come similar to you from a scalping background, I'm often missing I, as much prep as I do, I'm often missing the bigger global macro type of theme. You know, how how is this market up here at 3,200, the 3,200 area, let's say, in the S&Ps, how is it doing that with impeachment pending, with blah, blah, blah? They, well, there are other forces there um, that, that are in play that I just don't understand. So I'm spending a fair amount of time uh, reading through blogs and trying to, you know, doing my best to understand how these things tie together. I feel like the, the, the driver, the race car driver that comes in and just laps around the track as fast as possible, uh, which, which is okay, but I feel like I could be a much better driver if I understood, um, you know, what's, what's driving, what's, what's, what's pushing, you know, the newer engines, the new aerodynamics, the new composites that go into new, new tires, um, the, the, their failure points, uh, why we're going in that direction, the rules and how they're changing on my Formula One um, circuit and things like that. I feel like I can't just show up and just drive. 
which is how I've always kind of been. I can prepare. Yes, I know the track and I know which turn. I know what gear I need to be in. I know when to, to hit the brakes, when to accelerate and all that stuff. But I more want to understand, come in understanding the business and what drives the business and, and how things are flowing. So I'm on the same boat as you uh, in terms of uh, taking a bigger and bigger p- picture view on the market. And in a way, I feel like uh, we were kind of you, – you started trading before me. But I feel like we're uh, – you and I uh, specifically are at the almost the same level of maturity uh, in terms of trading. And I feel like as, as we get older, that bigger picture becomes more and more relevant. Uh, would you agree to that? Uh, absolutely. It just fits – it fits my personality better now. It fits my lifestyle better now. I, I honestly don't see how – I would go back to scalping. I mean, the market will always tell me, I guess, the kind of style that maybe I should be trading based upon, you know, my performance. But I, all I could say is that as each year has gone by, I don't want to be trading as much as I used to. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I just, I, I'd rather have a stronger hand in the market and be able to you know, make a, just a better decision versus before a lot of what I was doing was just quick in and out decisions. And then eventually getting to that point to where that one trade would maybe make my day versus now I try to eliminate a lot of the other trades I did to, to get to that point to the one trade that would potentially make my day. If, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. I, I feel the the same way. I feel like uh, a bigger picture, a higher time horizon is more um, appropriate, more sustainable, uh, in my opinion, at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great conversation, as always, Morad. Thank you so much for joining me in our for our annual show here on Futures Radio Show. Where could people learn more about what you're doing with Convergent Trading? Also, on Twitter, where they can find you and... Talk to us a little bit about where people could go to watch that trader bite that we discussed today. So for, you know, I, my goal here is to build a community. The vision is to support traders who are doing, you know, coming into trading for as a a career professional trader. That's what convergence about. It's the name is meant to bring people together create accountability partners, create a structure like I had in my prop shop where there's consistent um, kind of development. We do webinars twice a week and there's a chat room where it's like very, very focused. There's no noise. Uh, That's what Convergent is, convergenttrading.com. On Twitter, you can find me at uh, twitter.com forward slash futures trader 71. And then on YouTube, just pull up youtube.com and type future trader 71 you'll find the channel and you'll find just a huge number of uh, videos in there including uh, trader wisdom segments where i address a specific thing like fear um, and things like that but the trader bite is on every day uh, every day at uh, 9 a.m eastern there's a direct link to that if you go to go the number two ct dot pro forward slash TB uh, for Trader Bite, capital TB. Uh, or just follow me on Twitter, and every every uh, morning you'll get an alert that uh, that the Trader Bite's been posted. Uh, the invitation's been posted, and you can just join in. By the way, 
You don't register. We're not, I'm not collecting any information. This is live streaming, so you can join it live or watch it later in the day. You don't have to register or give me emails or anything. This is as, as user-friendly as possible. If you're day trading futures, go check it out. Mora, you've built an unbelievable community. Thank you so much for what you do for all the traders out there. Um, hope you have a wonderful holiday season, my friend. I know we're recording this before the holidays, even though this is our first episode to come out. But I just want to wish you uh, a very Merry Christmas uh, and a Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you. You too. And it's, uh, I have to tell you, it's a privilege uh, to be asked to do the first show uh, every year now for four years. Uh, I really appreciate It's very humbling. And, uh, you know, your objectives and mine are aligned and we want to make a difference and, and help people kind of uh, approach their potential when it comes to trading. Uh, happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone and especially to you. Enjoy your time in Florida. We're freezing up here in Chicago. So, you know, we're always jealous of that 10. <laughs> and I'll catch you uh, when you come back here next year. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. You can listen to all of our episodes on futuresradioshow.com, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.